something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John Age Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. <laughs> You're headlong down the runaway train that is the Anomic Age, and I am your host, John Age. I'll be your tour guide this evening as we take a somewhat satirical journey down the path of murder, destruction, and the extermination of the human race on this planet. A forced march into obsolescence thrust upon us by a global satanic death cult of pedophiles. We'll try to get into some different stuff this evening. But first, anomicage.com is where you can find all things me. PayPal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomic age as well iphone app android app subscribe by email link lightning link if you want to shoot me some shatoshes all that and so much more i can't underscore that enough if you really like this show if you like the content i am putting out for nothing i know there's a lot of people listening last month we had a record month of listeners so I would encourage you, paypal.me forward slash age. You can make a one-time donation for as little or much as you like. And of course, patreon.com forward slash age as well. If you want to make this a regular thing. I want to try to get some other payment flat platforms up here as well. I've just uh, been a real busy guy lately. So I'm working on it, folks. Nevertheless... This will be an information breakdown segment on the page. Some new social media links, which you can find at the top. I'm now on, of course, Brighteon, Facebook, YouTube, buy a thread, um, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, new on Instagram, and I'm back on Twitter. Hashtag Anomic Age, hashtag John Age, if you're nasty. All right, what are we going to get into this evening? To be honest with you, it was kind of a game-time decision of what we were going to get into this evening because, um, let me cut this off, I don't need that. It was a game-time decision because I was just kind of uh, vacillating on what to really hit. The one thing I was going to cover just at a glancing blow at the very most, because in all honesty, I don't care. It's the Speaker of the House position. Uh, yeah, we got a new bozo in that chair. <laughs> so now we got uh, Kevin McCarthy in there. Well, whoop de do. <laughs> you know, that, that means about as much to me as who our, uh, our soil uh, sampler is in the county I'm living in right now. Just about as much as that, you know. We got everybody in a in a stir over Marjorie Taylor Greene and just uh, her support for this boob. You know, I mean, if you trust any of these people at all, you know, 
It's kind of like that old adage, when you assume it makes something out of you and me. Yeah, when you trust these people, and I use that term oh so liberally, these people in these various public offices, it does the same thing. It makes that out of you. Not me, because I don't trust these, these scumbags as far as I can throw them. So, yeah, there's that. Everybody's in a stir over this old bozo, you know. There's <laughs> an old saying, um, too many clowns, not enough circuses. Yeah, I don't think there's any circuses anymore because they all got shut down because they can't possibly compete with the uh, political circus run out of the district of criminals. They just can't. Can't compete with that. Barnum and Bailey got nothing on that, boys. No. (laughs) And while everybody was wringing their hands, gnashing their teeth and rending their garments there, worried about old MTG and worried about old McCarthy, uh, while everybody was uh, preoccupied with that, the uh, political prisoners of January 6th, and that's obligatory anniversary it should go go right on up there with with Tiananmen Square as just uh complete boulder dash and just uh a, a show of government force but you see they flipped the script they didn't have tanks on the streets like the communist chinese regime there in Tiananmen Square no they had back channels they had their operatives they had various false flags and agent provocateurs, agents infiltrating, just like a la Project or was it Operation Chaos in the 60s, where they had operatives infiltrate various anti-war and peace movements to disrupt them and push them into violence. Same old song, same old song. Nothing has changed but the dates. So for those of you who want me to spend a show talking about this, you should probably hang it up now because this is the last I'm going to talk about it. It's a joke. Who cares? It don't make a hill of beans. Whoop-de-doo. Instead of uh, the drunk, druggy, just addled on the, the bare fringe of uh, sanity, Pelosi. Now we got some other moron... <laughs> He's just got a different color, uh, and I guess uh, whatever their mascot of the Republican Party, which is a joke and has been, the uh, this guy's got a different uh, moniker next to his name. So I suppose we're all supposed to assume that he's different, right? Yeah, the same jack wagon with his Ukraine flag and his lapel pin and pocket square. We're supposed to we're supposed to believe this. Uh, Jack Wagon is for the American people, right? Yeah. People that buy this are the same people that would buy the Brooklyn Bridge, that are buying the the various schemes, (laughs) pyramid schemes. Yeah. Same people, folks. Same people. You can't fix stupid. All you can do is identify the scum and stay away from it. Sorry, I'm having trouble with the earpiece. Let's just toss it. Let's just toss it. It don't make a hill of beans either. Forget about it. What I did want to get into this evening was chasing validation. 
this is something that I've been thinking about today and talking about today, actually. Chasing validation. And for me, I've, I've really tried to analyze this through a lot of different angles. And I've tried to figure out in my own mind here, is this a chicken and egg thing? Is this something that is hardwired into the human psyche? Our ego just chasing validation? Is that it? Or is it, in fact, not the nature, but the nurture? Is it something that we have nurtured into each generation when we have uh, the proverbial pat on the back? Oh, good job on that test, Bobby. Oh, good job. Oh, here's your little gold star for the spelling test this week. Good job. Does it start as those sort of just subtle cues pre-adolescence and then fostered through that K-12 through indoctrination, college, university weaponization? And I might also add fostered at the home. I mean, at the home level, you, you pat on the back, good job. Here's a, you know, some sort of reward for this, that, or the other. Does it take hold in the home? really hit into high gear, promulgated through K-12 through indoctrination, college, university, weaponization, but then through various other factions and institutions as well. Is that is that what we're getting this from? Because that's really what so much of our society is predicated on. It's validation. It's Pavlovian. It's like Pavlov's dog is going to salivate once he hears the bell or sees the dog treats. The human becomes conditioned, indoctrinated into, and accustomed to validation. And in doing so, they've become accustomed to chasing validation. I mean, it's no different now. We've got this all over the various social media platforms. you got thumbs ups and thumbs downs and hearts and re- reposts and retweets and everything in between. It's a dopamine drip, folks. It's your brain trickling out more happy chemicals because you feel validated. Inside, you have been substantiated. Someone has told you that you are doing the right thing through positive reinforcement or through the negative reinforcement. That's what this is all about. It's conditioning. You're either fitting the norm of society or you are a a pariah in the society. You're a deviant in the society to, to speak the proper social science lingo, of course, you know. So this is what it boils down to. So you can look at it at that level, and it seems somewhat innocuous. You get a trophy, you get a pat on the back, and, and so forth and so on. But the validation is is intrinsically linked into every element of our society. Because you have to get money. <clears throat> you gotta get a job to get the money. And they validate a good performance or in in the cases of today, I would say nothing, especially the service industry, could be construed as a good work performance. But henceforth, you get validation of money. What is the money? Well, these are Federal Reserve notes. They represent nothing, backed by nothing of, of value. And even if you want to take it down to the most finite gold and silver, they have no real value either. I mean, these are just things that we have deemed over millennium as being of value. 
but it's validation. If you look at that root word in there, value, validate, validation, it is it is placing value on something. Whether it's a good job, whether it's a, a spelling bee, a all-star trophy, MVP, whatever, it's all validation, folks. That's it. And I think so often we seek validation in the wrong places. I've thought about this specifically with the workplace. Uh, as most people are just slaves now. They're wage slaves trying to pay off debt that they've accrued through the fractional reserve banking, through the Federal Reserve system. All this is just, again, fiat nonsense. So we're chasing the validation to get things that have no value so we could have a house and have the the things of this world, I suppose, that we have put value upon. But I think so many of us, in order to get to those ends, we do a whole lot of things that, that devalue us as a person or that devalue our own sense senses of, of decency, of decorum, of right and wrong. And our society has continued to promulgate this relativity so that people have no compass. They have no discernment. They have no... No inkling of even what right and wrong is. So, I mean, there's a whole other lens we could look at it through through that realm. We could do this as a whole uh, five-part series as we break down this notion of validation, really. So there's the validation, there's the value, and the valueless. And, and all this is, is really just playing into this whole thing of, of validation, like I've mentioned since the beginning almost of this show. But we, I think, as a society, have placed value on things that are invaluable. I'm not talking about the currency here so much. As I'm talking about a a system of wage slaves. That's really what this boils down to. And too often, we seek the validation of those that aren't our family, that are not our our core. If you think about it, the family has always been the core of the society. It is that it is that essence of the society on the most finite, small level. If you will, it's the essence of the state even on the most finite, small level. Same sort of thing. You got budgets, you got leaders, you got underlings, you got food to worry about, you got heat, air, Clothing to worry about, all these things that you might think of on a larger level, it begins with the family level. And in many ways, it ends with the family level. But rather than, excuse me, rather than putting the validation where it belongs, I think too often people seek validation in those extrinsic to the family unit. They're worried about what the people... At church are going to think they're worried about what the people at work are going to think or what the neighbors are going to think. I mean, <laughs> it's it's all too often that is the case. <laughs> I think it's an old Reagan youth song. What the neighbors are going to think. <laughs> and they're chasing that validation from others that don't mean jack. Chasing that check mark 
I guess you got to pay for it now, right? Like a good prostitute, you got to pay for it. <laughs> so you got to chase the checks, the likes, the retweets, the subscriptions, and all this mess. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of the same stuff. I'm just pointing this obvious thing out. We're seeking validation. And I've seen this a few different times. But I think people forget where the validation should really come from in that family, but also the validation from their creator, God. And I've seen this a few different times, but the boil down is it doesn't matter what you think is right or wrong. It doesn't matter how you think. Things ought to be done. The Bible tells us the right and wrong. It tells us how things need to be done. So it doesn't really matter how many people in the world validate your lifestyle, validate what you did as right or wrong or otherwise, validate your immorality as moral or at least morally relative. It doesn't mean jack. Because I just told you what does. Yeah. The Bible. The final word. The Lord. That's what should really be our moral compass. But it's it's not, is it? And there's one step more I'm going to go with this whole thing. Because I think we also oftentimes miss the subplots. And I'll give you an example here and I'll try to link things all in here at the end. But the subplot is often missed in movies, in books, and others, other narratives as well, I guess. But uh, I often look at the subplot, and I'll use this as an example because I think it's it's probably more well known than the second example, which I actually like a little more. But the subplot of It's a Wonderful Life, a movie that was not very well received when it first came out. But over the decades has become, in fact, a Christmas classic. A hallmark, if you will, of this holiday season that we just ended. And most people will see that movie and they'll say, well, the story's about the, the guy who's realizing his real worth. He's realizing, if you will, the social capital. All those validation points that I mentioned. He's realizing all that he would have thrown away had he killed himself. They'd say that's the main plot of the movie, and I guess you'd be right. But I think the more important plot of this movie is it's the Federal Reserve. It's the banking industry. It's that one monopoly in town trying to run the little guy out of business. It's the run on the banks. It's the Great Depression. It's all these little subtleties that really make that plot happen. Because he was going to kill himself because of the, the bank. Because of the loss of money. Because of being run out by that monopoly corporation in the town. That's the real essence of the movie. But it sometimes gets lost in translation. And I'll give you my second movie, <clears throat> which I actually kind of like better. It's an old, old 80s movie called Cocktail. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's a sort of romantic, romantic movie and drama. 
the guy gets the girl in the end and his friend dies and these different sort of trials and tribulations of a a young man finding out what's most important to him. Okay, we'll take that. That's the plot, if you will. But I think the subplot is far more interesting. The subplot of this movie is a guy who's starting out. He's going to go into the business world. So he's going to college. He finds out that college is a scam. He finds out that he's getting more real knowledge from an apprenticeship in the bar industry. He ends up quitting the schooling because he's learning more on the streets than he is in the classroom. His goal, of course, is to be an entrepreneur, to open his own business. Long story short, his friend dies, but not before telling him that he's 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 not fulfilling his destiny because... He's still stuck in trying to please Massa. He's still stuck in trying to please the man, if you will. So at one point in the movie, his friend comes back and he finds him at another bar in the Caribbean somewhere. And he says, oh, I do believe you take pride in your work. And I think that, in many instances, is a problem. It's a... It's a an arbitros towards someone who wants to be their own boss, towards someone who wants to be an entrepreneur. There's nothing wrong with taking pride in your work and doing your best and doing a good job. But I think so many people get caught up in validation. And they they want to impress the boss. They want to get that raise. They want to move on up the corporate ladder and the ladder ends in a dead end. It's a glass ceiling. It ain't a glass ceiling for women. It's a glass ceiling for anybody dumb enough to keep doing it. Working for somebody else. And I'm not speaking towards all corporations and all businesses that anyone on this planet's ever worked for. No. I'm saying generally. The world won't stop without you. It's a great bad religion song. And the world will not stop without you. So if you don't show up to work tomorrow or for the next two months, eventually they will replace you with someone else who will do the job. They might not do it just like you, but they'll do it. And it will be done, and that corporation will keep on keeping on. The world will not stop without you. It will not grind to a halt. Another great little short story when the, the machine breaks down, I believe, kind of gets into that too. So a lot of people have so much pride in their work, they want to believe that they are the be-all, end-all at wherever they are, and that's just not true. That's, again, a lot of this indoctrination that we've been imbued with, K-12 through and even at the family level as well. Always work and oh, just grind it out and just keep right on and keep right on. I think that would be very true if you were doing it for yourself, if you were doing it for your family, if you were seeking their validation, the Lord's validation, but in fact... Most people are seeking the validation of others. If we just keep on grinding and work our fingers to the bone, we'll get that little 1% raise. Holy cow, they may give us a $50 bonus at Christmas. Oh, won't we feel warm and fuzzy inside? 
Meanwhile, you've made this corporation tens of thousands of dollars, if not millions, and millions of dollars. And they are all too content to throw chump change at your feet. And you are all too content to grovel and be grateful for every little penny and crumb that they might sweep off from the masses table onto the floor. Also that the run-for-profit Federal Reserve will tax you into oblivion anyway. So you got to grovel at the masses table at the workplace, and then you grovel at the IRS's table at the state house. So what I'm trying to say in all this, folks, is be mindful of the subplot. Be mindful of where you get or seek your validation. Because you can get validation from any blipping where. But a true friend or a true person that cares about you is not going to validate things that don't deserve it. They're not going to say, good job. When all you've done is make Masa richer. Or should I say wealthier? It's another common misconception. This notion that wealth is the same thing as being rich. You know, they're used synonymously sometimes, but they're quite different. Any jack wagon in a big house and he's got a boat and an extra cottage in the mountains, he might be rich. He ain't wealthy. Get serious, folks. I think we need to analyze this quite quite well. We need to figure out where our validation comes from and make sure it's from the right place. And we definitely need to make sure that we're not chasing the dragon at the workplace and doing nothing more than making massa money while you grovel for crumbs at his feet. This is something I'm going to work on personally because I think we all need to seek entrepreneurship. We all need to seek freedom from Massa. We do, folks. We really do. That's There's a reason why they don't want you to be self-sustaining. There is a reason why they don't want you to be self-reliant. There is a reason why real history, real economics, hell, even real science, there is a reason why none of that is taught in school. That's because they don't want the slaves to get wind that they're slaves. They want everybody to believe that slavery has been done away with for years. It doesn't exist anymore. A rose by any other name is still a sweet and a, a something else by any other smell is still something else. You can't do everything, but you can do something. Please get out there and do your part and make a difference. Till next time, I'll be seeing you sooner than later in the Anomic Age. Thank you for listening to the Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A-N-O-M-I-C-A-G-E dot com. Till next time, thank you for listening to the Anomic Age. Oh,